When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the afternoons here on SEN. Glenn Hawk joining you for the third and final hour. Big thanks to everyone who's joined us for the first two hours. It's been jam-packed. Plenty of great things happening in sport at the moment. Cricket, tennis. We spoke some football as well and a whole lot more, but a heap more coming up. Thanks for joining wherever you may be listening. 1170 here in Sydney. To our friends in Brisbane or up in Queensland, 693, or wherever you're listening right around Australia, or indeed, potentially the world via the SEN app. 29 degrees currently in Brisbane, where it's just gone past 1 o'clock, just past 2 o'clock here in Sydney, 28 degrees, looking at a top of 31. Big thanks to SBS Fencing as well. Portable toilet and fencing hire here in Sydney, sbsfence.com.au. We've had some great discussions and some great topics coming in throughout the day via our text line. Still chance for you to do that throughout the afternoon. 0457 736 736 or give us a call 1300 01 1170 as we said plenty to talk about in sport at the moment but also plenty to talk about if you want to have a uh, a little flutter Tristan from top, top sport joining us this afternoon Tristan good afternoon G'day Glenn how are you going I'm going really good how's things uh, at top sport HQ yeah, all good up here. We've uh, had a bit of ordinary weather over the last little bit and we've got our eyes fixated on what the forecast is going to do up at Brisbane for the test there starting tomorrow at the Gabba because that's changed the complexion of the betting quite significantly, which is very, very interesting. Yeah, well, I was talking to Pete Lawler a little bit earlier on today. He said that uh, it's it's actually improved as the days have gone on, the, the long-range forecast, but uh, how's it looking at the moment and uh, and what's the betting looking like? Yeah, well, it's interesting because the market's seen the draw in the last 24 hours shortened from $6 into $5. Uh, Australia's $1.18, so still very, very warm mm. favourites. We know how dominant they were in that first test. But just to put it into perspective, Australia were $1.04 in Adelaide prior to the first ball being bowled. They're out to $1.18. The draw was $21 and it's $5 now. So there certainly is um, a suggestion that rain will impact things, but it's just whether the Windies can uh, hold on for however long they need to. The uh, the real rough uh, option there is the Windies at twenty six dollars. There you go. What, what what did you say a draw was paying at the moment? Five dollars at the moment, so it's uh, certainly okay. still uh, in the betting. Yeah, it might be a, it might be an early shout that one for the draw. If uh, well, depending if we can Australia can knock the West Indies over and, and get it done inside two days, which happened in Brisbane for the Test match last year. That. Uh, Short odds for Australia, but if we go a little bit longer than that, if the Windies can hang around with the bat a little bit, then maybe, just maybe, that draw it could be a little bit juicy. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I suppose that keep an eye on the toss, see what happens with the toss as well, because that could have an impact and that will swing the betting one way or the other too, I'd suggest. Indeed. Now, plenty of interest uh, each either side of the border tonight for the BBL final here in Sydney. The Heat, of course, looking for their first title in over a decade Sydney Sixers looking to make it their fourth championship win. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, these two teams played up on the Gold Coast uh, not that long ago. Sydney get the game at the SCG tonight where it's $1.65 the Sixers, two twenty-five the Heat. So the Sixers are the favourite. The Heat obviously riding the hot hand of Josh Brown after that fantastic innings there to get them into the final. He's $4 to be the, the high bat for the Heat. McSweeney, $4. Renshaw at 6 Jimmy Pearson at 650. Plenty of options there. From the Sydney Sixers side of things, 
Daniel Hughes is the favourite at 420 with Philippi and on Reeks at 440 and uh, Jack Edwards at $6. So check out all the markets. We've got 130 markets available for the big game tonight. All right, what about wicket takers in that game? Yeah, we've definitely got the wicket takers. That one uh, sees for the uh, for the heat. Now, with this, we've got a unique market for the wicket takers. If it's a draw, two of the bowlers get two wickets each. It comes down to the who has the best economy rates. So right. It's a little bit different to the marketplace. Michael Neza is the favourite for the heat at $4 with Bartlett equal there at $4. Spencer Johnson, he's been really, really good. He's at $4.20. So pretty even market there for the heat. Dorcious is $4. Jackson Bird, $4.20. And Sean Abbott at $4.50. So check out all the options there for both sides under the most wicket uh, section on the website. All right. And before we let you go, Australian Open, second week, quarterfinals time. What are we looking like there? Yeah, we've got a big game tonight between Alex Zerev and Carlos Alcaraz. It's a $1.20 Alcaraz, $4.50 Zerev. Uh, Alcaraz has been dominant throughout the course of betting. He is a very, very warm favourite to get through tonight. It should be a cracker tomorrow as well, or should I say Friday, when Djokovic takes on Sinner. $1.45 Joker, $2.80 Sinner. So that one should be a really good one. And then on the ladies' side of the draw, we got Kalaskaya at $2.40 against Zhang at $1.60 tonight with Goff. 272 and Sabalenka at $1.45. So some really good matches on the horizon for both the men's and the women's. All right, and uh, and title winners for the Australian Open. Title winners for the Aussie Open, yeah. the uh, One of the men's matches has just gone in place, so that one's down at the moment. But for the girls, uh, Sabalenka is the $1.82 favourite, Coco Goff at $3.40 and Zeng at $8. They're the top three in the market. The men's one will pop back up after the game that's in play at the moment finishes. All right. Toby, thank you very much for joining us uh, this afternoon and uh, go well. Speak to you soon. Thanks for that. Good on you, Toby. And a big thanks to the team at Top Sport. If you want top odds everywhere or every time, bet with Top Sport. Feel the excitement. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, go online to gamblinghelponline.org.au. A big thanks to Toby, oh, Toby, Tristan from Top Sport for joining us this afternoon. Australian Open action, men's quarterfinal. They're on court right now. Just having a look at the uh, the screens, Medvedev is one up in the first set. So they've just got on court there for the uh, for the first for the next quarterfinal. So plenty happening in the world of tennis, as we saw from uh, from Tristan. Plenty happening in the world of cricket as well. A few more texts that we're going to get to very very shortly. I want to shout out though to uh, to Tony. Happy bowler listening with Uncle Hoppy. I think it's right. Uncle Hoppy on our way to Canberra to stream the Summer Fours live on Happy Cam Sports. Good job, Tony. Hey, big thanks to you, Tony, for listening and hope the drive's going well down south. As we said, plenty uh, plenty happening in the world of sport at the moment and no better person to speak to right now than, uh, well, part-time breakfast host here at SEM, part-time uh, sports reporter, but a full-time sports reporter at Seven Network as well, the lovely Jalissa Raps. Jalissa, good afternoon. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. How did you go, uh, a little sleep in this morning after hosting breakfast early on this week? Yeah, oh my gosh. It is so funny how grateful you are to get up at like 7am once you've been getting up at 3.30. Because I've been doing the 3.30 and then obviously doing my normal job. So I get home at about 8.30 at night. And it's rattling, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm probably not at my base. <laughs> but yeah, I went out went out to the um, eels today, so they were doing like a, a nice like kids clinic. So in the off season a lot of these um, yeah. clubs are doing like their kids clinics and um, a little bit of charity work. So um, yeah, we had a chat to Mitch Moses out there and um, 
definitely a lot of motivation to turn around what was a pretty dismal um, season last year. I mean, no one would have expected with the roster that they've got and also how they went the year before that they would have, um, you know, come so badly. But um, he certainly had a lot of motivation to turn that around. was very coy, actually, about... He said that he's had a lot of chats with Brad Arthur about how he can improve as a player and a person. And when he was asked, uh, you know, what is it that you can improve on as a person, he said, well, you'll have to ask Brad that. If he wants to tell you, he can tell you. So, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, Jalissa, if that uh, getting better as a person was um, was Mitch saying to Brad, how can I be better as a person? Or Brad saying to Mitch, this is what I think you need to do to be a better person. Yeah, well, I think that, um, you know, Mitch Moses isn't getting any younger. He's obviously re-signed that contract with the Yield last year. And yeah. he was he's very adamant. He wants to win a premiership. This isn't about making finals or anything like that. He was also asked about Dylan Brown. Obviously, Dylan Brown yeah. got himself into a bit of trouble last year. And that really derailed a lot of their season. Uh, the season was... I mean, they didn't have a great start, but it, that certainly didn't help, especially when they'd already let go of Jacob Arthur, their backup half, gone to the um, Seagulls. It wasn't mm. great timing for all of that. Um, and, you know, he said uh, Dylan wants to... He's coming, like, wanting to sort of, you know, make a make good this year. And um, very supportive. There's, there's a very... It's a, the good thing about that, the team is that there isn't, it doesn't seem to be any mal, like any um, feelings towards Dylan about what happened last year. Mm. Only that you know he's made a mistake and a big mistake, and um, that he can learn and, and grow from that. Whereas you know sometimes there's a bit of a hangover if it's kind of derailed your season. There's a hangover to that, but um, not. There doesn't feel like that out there. Yeah, and I suppose the the you know. The, the squads that are going to and teams are going to perform better are the ones that are able to put those incidents and those times and moments of adversity behind them quickly. You know, we we can't look in the rearview yeah. mirror. We can only look through the, the the windscreen at the front and and ensure we're heading in that direction. If we keep looking behind us, we're not we're not going to keep getting better. So that's that's, that's a really positive that out of the Parramatta camp that that's that's the general thought and feeling heading into twenty four. Yeah, and they have to they have to perform. I mean, they've got the, the a roster that is pretty good when you compare some other teams. And also, Brad Arthur's a serving coach without a premiership. I don't know how much longer he would be able to survive if he weren't to really perform, if he decided wasn't to really perform this year. Yeah, you you can only keep heading down the same path for so long without without getting those results. And, yeah, no doubt that Brad Arthur is is a very, very good rugby league coach. He's a good man. But at the end of the day, this is a, as we say in the classics, Jalissa, it's a results-based business. And if they don't get them, they're not going to stick around. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's um, turn our attention a little bit to uh, Las Vegas. Now, talk yesterday and a little more today about some issues that the clubs may have, the clubs who are heading over there may have, a, a few I's not quite dotted and T's not quite crossed um, on behalf of the NRL. How's, how are things playing out for the teams heading over to Las Vegas? Well, it's no doubt that this is the, the enormity of taking a game to Vegas is just, Now, I don't doubt that Peter Philandis and everyone in the NRL know that and also that they can pull it off. Like, I do think... I I don't think there's any doubt that there's teething issues. It's uh, a very expensive venture um, for clubs and for the NRL and for, you know, it's a lot to organise. The visa situation 
an interesting one and probably still a bit of clarity to get around what exactly is going to be is required there. But also, there are going to be some players who it's it's not as you know fill out your visa and it's good to go because there are players that have history. And America is a really hard place to get into. We all think of it as like, you know, it's not much different from us. Mm. It's actually a really hard place if you've got any kind of mark against your name. I mean, I know my visa was done, uh, like the, the application for my visa was done, I want to say two, three months ago. So uh, that's because I need a working visa. I can't just do an Esther. So there's a bit of yeah. um, confusion about whether you can do an Esther or I need like a media visa. I need to get over there with a lot of gear. Um, so you've got to, you know, do all that. Uh, so there, it's certainly, there's a, still a bit to organise with Vegas. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I, I have faith that if anyone can pull it off, it is Peter Volandis and the NRL. Well, he's, he's got a fair track record, hasn't he, Jalissa, of, of pulling off the uh, the miracle plays uh, through COVID and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I tend to, I will totally agree with you. This is an enormous undertaking, to take four teams over there to stage the well to get them over there uh, to accommodate them to have the right facilities around them to have the right supports around them then put the game on then draw the crowds and then hopefully try and you know get some money out of it or, or tick off the the goals that they set for themselves whatever that success looks like for taking these games over there it is a massive undertaking that I don't think there's many people who truly understand how big it is yeah and that's an interesting one you talk about with facilities because a lot of the, the a lot of the team well three of the teams are not staying in Vegas until they absolutely have to because the facilities aren't there so you don't want to like you, you need to first like the right type of field that kind of thing they are that's only available to them in LA because Vegas um, doesn't have that and you can't really just have professional athletes running around on anything because that's how you get injuries and particularly when you're early in the season and everyone's bodies are still back to adjusting to the vigors of a season that uh you can't you you, you can't really just put them anywhere so um the te- teams are actually staying in la for mm. the ma- majority of the time because of that reason and it's interesting the word success what will success look like for this the success has been described a lot about getting the American market in. I have always thought that is completely unrealistic. Yeah. At least, maybe maybe long term you could probably get them in. I actually think success is extending it more to Australia by doing this. Because, mm. for example, if you go down to Melbourne, no one's talking about the NRL down there. No mm. one knows what the NRL is. Everyone will be talking about the NRL being in Vegas. Yeah. So, I feel like it actually helps more with promotion back in Australia. Yeah, you're right. Those those sporting codes who you know, particularly down south and across the west, who who pay may may pay little attention to the National Rugby League. No doubt that they'll be sticking their head up and going, "Well, why are they there?" And maybe our maybe our teams or our codes could head over there as well. Yeah, just like you know, why why are they restarting in COVID? May, maybe our code can restart <laughs> in COVID. You know, <laughs> so, exactly right. Now, NRL sets the benchmark. <laughs> now, how did you go with this visa application? There's no black marks against your name. You need to tell us or share with us, Julissa. It's all gone through okay. Well, you know what? The, this is the thing about the visa applications. It's 83 days for an appointment 
So you have to oh, wait, wow. like, to actually go in. And so my appointment's actually coming up next week. Right. Uh, so TBC. I don't know. I mean, I'm meant to be in Vegas, but if there's something that they don't know about me, then uh, that I maybe don't even know about <laughs> myself, then it, it's a very detailed form, I have to say. Like, it asks you a lot of uh, deeply personal questions. Well, <laughs> look, Jaya, if you need any references, I'm sure there's plenty of people in the SEN network would be more than happy to put their hand up for you to get you over there. And, and then maybe we can, um, we can give you a call while you're over in Vegas. Yeah. Who would I pick as my references? I feel like, I feel like Joel Kane is a pretty solid, you know, he would, yeah. <laughs> he's a good reference. I don't think, uh, I don't I think need, sugar. Need... Yeah. I don't think sugar's ever had a bad word to say about anyone ever. So uh, yeah, I reckon that's a really good and place that... to start. And also no one I don't think has ever had a bad word to say about sugar. No, no. Not at all. So he's he's stats your man. Too, I think stats, stats would be a good one. All right, let, let's. They're your top two references. We'll um, we'll we'll get those details to the um, the U.S. consulate or whoever's doing your interview. <laughs> They'll get you over the line. Yeah, thank you. Hey, that's rugby league. Let's talk a little bit of cricket. Um, I'm not. Were you working yesterday? Or did you see the the Cricket Australia um, press conference? Yes, I did. I was working yesterday. I was in rugby league land, but still a bit with the Tigers going on. I think I did my third live cross of the Tigers in the past six weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> if I could not visit the Tigers again, that would be positive for both me and the Tigers. I won't ask you a question uh, about the Tigers yes, then. I... No problem. No. <laughs> Uh, but no, I did see the. I always have my uh, my eyes and ears on the cricket, and I did see. Um, I guess the performance from Pat Cummins. One thing I think that um, I heard Peter Lawler actually say earlier in your show, um, uh, which I completely agree with, is that regardless of whether you agree or you disagree with Pat's views, that's a whole other discussion. Pat never tries to shove that down your throat. I- either way, could not you agree know, more. Pat, Pat is just. Pat, Pat makes his clear, his, he's very confident in himself and he's very clear about his own um, views, but he allows people the space to take those on and take it as, as they will. And I think that is really just the, um, the sign of good leadership and how I imagine he is with uh, issues probably on the field uh, mm. is that he's got the confidence in himself to um, know what he wants but he is not going to be too forceful with anyone. And if you cast our mind back as well, J.A., beyond these issues, you know, societal-type issues, he was at the forefront of, of the change in the Australian cricket team when when Justin Langer departed the scene. He was sort of part of the leadership group that says that maybe we need to have a change here, maybe we need to get an Andrew McDonald in for for a, a new look in the leadership of the, the Australian cricket team. And he, and even at that time, he said Justin Langer was the best man at the time to lead Australia through that position. But now things have changed and, and this is the direction we want to go. So, yeah, he's on and off the field. He's, he's very thought, very forthright, but also very articulate in, in how he expresses it as well. Yeah, and he also gives, like, he, he allows people not to agree with him, which yeah. you might not agree with him. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't agree with him on, on multiple issues that he takes a social stand on. But um, he kind of welcomes all to the game of cricket whilst also being able to have his own views. And you're exactly right here. The, the ability for us all to have our views and, and uh, to have the, the friendly debate, we seem to have lost that a little bit in society as well. It's either black and white, good, bad. There's no, uh, we're losing that ability to have that discussion, that healthy discussion and, and the end shake hands and, and move our different directions. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think everyone, like, there's, um, there's this kind of outrage culture about, from both sides of any debate yeah. uh, where you can't ever just uh, realise that we all come from our own uh, background and, and also have our own people around us that have their stories that have impacted us as well. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't like how we're all so angry. I think we just, we all just calm down a little, don't we? Could not agree more. Why do, why do we have to be angry? Why don't we just all be happy and cheery like Jalissa Raps? How does that sound? Jalissa Raps. Exactly. Joel Sugarcane, the two happiest people in the world. Love it. Oh, God. You haven't seen me on there. You obviously haven't spoken to Copes recently because you've been doing 3am. <laughs> the 3am get up, uh, wake up with me. So I don't know if you would call me the happiest person in the world. <laughs> Don't don't dispel the mythical legend that I've got in my mind at the moment, J.A. Hey, before you go, Mark has just said, Jalissa, deep thinker on all things rugby league. Good on you, Mark. And thank you to you, Jalissa. Always great to chat to you. We'll uh, chat to you next time in the afternoons. Thank you so much. Jalissa Raps was the breakfast presenter earlier on this week, but always the Channel 7 sports reporter. Always great to have a chat with her. Time for us to take a break. Back soon.